0: Welcome to the Geek Explorer not off topic debrief. I'm Ben Robinson and I'm John Williams and uh, we're here to talk to you about things that we thought were cool,
1: yeah. yeah, I think that's usually the case. yeah, but uh this time around we're we're talking current-ish stuff.
0: oh yeah. yeah, current thing new things that we thought were cool. How about that?
1: Yeah, things that you, that you might have heard about that you might also think are cool or hopefully you haven't heard of. And we get to tell you,
0: that's even better.
1: Yeah. Um, So, right up top, we were so excited that we had been back in the booth with each other. But unfortunately, we are virtual again. Um, We were supposed to record our full episode and this off-topic debrief yesterday, and I came down with the not feeling goods. And um, today, I've got dilated eyeballs. But I don't seem to be in any danger of any serious diseases going around right now or viruses of imminent death yes unless it's from diabetes but i don't know about it
0: yeah well that's the best way to go you don't want to know when you're dying
1: yeah um so we've got we've got a few things that happened this last couple weeks like you know you and i have talked in the not too distant past about how it seems like there's just a lot of like oh superheroes in star wars let's talk about that in the off topic debriefs, but it doesn 't seem like there is so much of that this time around i'm I'm actually excited looking at my notes that there's not a ton of it
0: i don't think I heard anything really new on Star Wars other than John boyega doesn't want to go back to it, so uh good yeah why would he he fucking finished it
1: there's our star wars news, yep Bam. and um if you want to hit our our quick bit of a uh, of Zack Snyder Justice League news, I i saw an interview today with Grace Randolph. Um it was actually a really good interview. I'd go check it out. But uh Zack Snyder confirms that his Justice League is separate from all um DCEU cinematic continuity. So, yeah. Warner Brothers has no intention of spinning this into its uh, into regular continuity or like retroactively bringing that as the official Justice League. It's its own universe now.
0: Multiverse unless it makes like a billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> if if it's critically acclaimed as the best thing DC's ever done, they'll probably reconsider that.
1: Yes, for now <laughs> it is not a part of continuity. But again, that was a that was a good uh interview. It was Grace Randolph with I think her her YouTube channel is Beyond the Trailer. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. She's kind of irritating, but (laughs) her interview was good.
0: (laughs) Um, I guess if we're uh, knocking out, you know, superhero and movie news, Black Adam got a supposed release date, even though every single release date in the world right now is uh, taken with a big old grain of salt. Uh, But It's it's December 22nd, 2021, and The Rock tweeted out, like, like some cover art for it done by Jim Lee that
1: looks uh, pretty fucking cool. So, uh, that'll be neat. Oh, neat. And, you know, along with that, with Black Adam, there was a casting who I can't remember the kid's name. I didn't recognize him, but they've casted uh, Adam Smasher, who was a uh, he was the son or grandson of the original Adam. And this guy could grow real big. A little twist. And there are rumors out there that uh, Army Hammer is uh, is being courted to play Hawkman in that same movie. They've also got somebody lined up for hot girl as well. That's badass cuz it sounds like they're gearing up to do to have the justice society in it.
0: Yeah, I like Hawkman.
1: Maybe get some Alan Scott Green Lantern or Jake Eric Flash.
0: I, I hope it's Alan Scott Green Lantern with like the old school costume.
1: Yeah. Like strappy boots and shit and like a a blouse.
0: Yeah, fuck yeah. A big old cape. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, if we're talking superheroes for right now, I, I, I haven't watched it, so I don't have much to say on it because uh, I just found out about it. But apparently there's a new Batman the Animated Series documentary out on YouTube called The Heart of Batman. And uh, I'm going to watch it and I'll get back to you on it.
1: Yeah, it's an hour and 39 minutes and it is free. And I didn't know about it until you brought it to my attention just before recording. So I'm super stoked to watch it, too.
0: So we'll get back to everyone on how awesome that is because it's it's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah. All right. And just to finish off the superhero news, or superhero movie news that we said there was none of, um, (laughs) there was a rumor flying around, uh, seems like a a little bit more than two weeks ago now, but I had only heard about it in our last little thing, that uh, Ryan Reynolds had pitched a Deadpool movie to Disney, and his pitch includes, well, he, uh, he wants Michael Bay to direct it, which is... Interesting. Kind of absurd. I guess they just worked together on a Netflix movie, uh, like Six Underground. I think it's called. Did not see it. I heard it wasn't great.
0: I heard something about that yeah. existing.
1: That was, um, but he wants to do a uh, a movie where Deadpool kills the Fox Marvel characters.
0: <laughs> the ones, yeah. that, the ones that Disney now has
1: control over. Yeah, the ones that will not exist anymore. Like, at first, you know, I, th- there, was a, there was a comic book called Deadpool versus the Marvel Universe or Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. And that's what I thought that that they were pitching. But then when I read a little deeper, it was that, that, you know, he was saying he wanted to kill off the Fox Marvel characters. Like, that's fucking brilliant. I would totally watch that.
0: Which characters would he be killing off? Like, the ones that they're not planning on using ever again?
1: Yeah, like the X-Men and Fantastic Four. Well, the, at least the Fox iterations of that. I was going to
0: say, they're going to use the X-Men again.
1: I think at that point they would have to keep Deadpool out of Disney Marvel continuity because, because he he would have to be like the last remnant of a continuity that no longer existed if he's going to go and like you know kill Hugh Jackman Wolverine and Ian <laughs> McKellen Magneto.
0: <laughs> that would be pretty cool though.
1: Oh, I would love to see it. At first I didn't give a shit, but but once once it brought in the Fox angle, I was I was in. Imagine if they could get like the actors from any of the old Fantastic Four movies.
0: Yeah. Be like, come in. It'll it'll be a day of shooting. You're just going to get murdered real quick. That's it.
1: We'll give you, you
0: know, $200,000. That's about right for a day, right?
1: Shit, I don't know. For
0: for whoever was in the Fantastic Four movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. Nobody there is commanding a very large price tag. But uh, from what I hear, it did not go over well. Disney, I mean, Disney... I don't think they're going to give up that much creative control over a property like that.
0: No, not to not to someone like Ryan Reynolds for a
1: Deadpool movie. Yeah, and him murdering superheroes. They are
0: still Disney. So, L- Disney's not known for letting go of IP.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that about does it for my superhero movie news. Um, I can't remember if I ever mentioned, if I gave any sort of review on The Boys, the Amazon series. Their- uh,
0: I don't think so. I have almost finished it. Like, I went through and watched like most of it
1: awesome yeah I, I watched the first season and it was it was enjoyable
0: yeah yeah i liked it i mean i liked the
1: comic too and it was uh it was similar yeah i i liked that they that they had simon Pegg as uh as his what's dad. his ass the, the main the main character's dad yeah. yeah because in the comic book that guy is clearly based on simon Pegg's appearance why can't i remember the main character's name huey there yeah, we go huey. yeah we huey but yeah, season two, um just I I I think they're doing staggered release. I don't think it's like bingeable on Amazon Prime, but I think the first episode, maybe the second one, is out. Oh. Um I know I saw a trailer for it and it was entertaining.
0: Yeah, I saw the trailer. That's cool, because I got like one episode left in the first season. So I'll just roll right through to season two.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's not something I can watch with Angelina. For uh for those who don't know about the series, it's a it's a superhero series, but there's lots of Lots of fucks in it. Lots of, it, it is a very lewd property. Yeah, yes.
0: It, it's, uh, Garth Ennis wrote it, the comic. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's what you would expect from that guy.
1: Yeah. So. If you want to see some characters weaponize a baby with laser beam eyes to kill a bunch of fuckers, yeah. you'll get that. Which I do. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> the, and the only reason I'm not, I'm not, uh, hesitant about spoiling that is because i heard about that ahead of time and it did not ruin a single moment of that episode for me no it
0: was pretty well foreshadowed anyways like as soon as you saw it going forward that was that was where that was going
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right fuck superheroes uh
0: yeah so on to something else that i'm not entirely sure i care about like maybe i do but it's hard (laughs) to say is uh like i heard they've started casting for the game of thrones prequel House of Dragons. Oh, okay. And it ended so shitty that, uh, like, it left such a bad taste in my mouth. It's like, do I do I care? Like, are they going to so do that again?
1: Did you watch the whole series? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I watched that oh, shit, shit, like,
0: as it came out. It was great. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I love. How that have we show. never talked about this? I think we have. And you've said, like, I have never watched it. And so there's not much to talk about.
1: Yeah, that sounds like what I would say.
0: Because <laughs> well, it is true. Yeah. So I can't really talk to you about it without... uh giving a bunch of stuff away. Cause every time I've mentioned it, you say like, I'm going to watch it all one day.
1: Oh, it's true. I mean, I, I even bought the first two seasons cause I, I found them super cheap somewhere. I've got them. I just know Angelina doesn't have any interest in watching it. And I, um, it's hard for me to binge a show or get into a show. That's that huge. But yeah. When your significant other
0: doesn't want to watch it. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel you there, but, uh, I, I don't know. It just ended kind of uh shitty for me and I'm just not entirely sure. Like, are they going to be able to recapture the magic after taking a shit on my porch? I don't. I don't know. Like that's, that's it's hard to come back from.
1: I I would venture to say the answer is no. If uh, if history proves anything, like it, it doesn't seem like a concept that is that is built to live up to it or surpass the original because the original was huge. And from what I hear, it was really good. Yeah, it's going to be hard to
0: recapture the zeitgeist. But on the bright side, it is based on. Uh, you know, books that George R. 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 Martin wrote. So, like, they have his story to go by, whereas in the series they had to, like, fill in their own ending. And, uh, boy, uh, what are those guys called? The two dudes that did that show, I don't remember their name. They were supposed to do a Star Wars movie, and then that fucking yeah. Game of Thrones, you know, smelled like a big stinky turd, and they lost it. <laughs> for unrelated yeah. reasons, supposedly, but I doubt it. But, uh, yeah, they did a really good job adapting somebody else's story until they had to come up with their own ending, and then they shit the bed,
1: so. They they even admit that when they started the whole project, they had no idea what they were doing. Yeah. They were not geniuses.
0: No, they were not. I think they were just surrounded by talented people and had a good story, and once they ran out of the good story, the talented people weren't enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm kind of glad they didn't get handed a Star Wars trilogy, because, uh. They didn't leave me impressed. So, I don't know. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe it won't be. But uh, I'll probably check it out anyway.
1: Yeah. Update me. But don't give me any details because I'll watch it someday.
0: I'll tell you, it's good enough for you to put on your watch never list.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, one, uh, if we're talking about things that we are watching or maybe watching, um, I just picked up on a craze that's been getting around lately that I've heard, even though it's on its uh, sixth season uh, the show alone, never heard of it. So it's a reality show. Um, Gross. <laughs> yeah, but but it's not like sex, drunk, drama reality. What it is is, uh, I think there's like six or eight people that they send into desolation somewhere. Uh, in this case, the Arctic, and they've got cameras and they shoot themselves and uh, and they survive. They're out there completely isolated. Oh shit. You and know what?
0: I think I think Annie was watching that the other day. They have to like be out yeah. there for some amount of time and there's like a bunch of I think of them. you
1: just have to outlast everyone. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. You yeah, you have to be the last person there. And they like come out and do like medical checks on you and be like, dude, you're
1: losing weight and you're mine. Uh I ha- I'm only on the second episode, so I mean, I imagine people are going to be losing their mind. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I did see the
0: end of—I think it was season six. Annie and Odin watched that whole thing, and I saw like bits and pieces as I came in and out, and then watched like the end of it. And it was kind of interesting.
1: I'm stoked right now. Like it's—it's it's really interesting watching these people, you know, building their own shelters and and snares and seeing wild fucking animals out there because they're—I mean, like the somebody's seen a lynx and fucking moose, of course. There's uh. A preview where they're talking about a wolverine sorry yeah. i know i said superhero talk was over
0: <laughs> uh yeah 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 absolutely i think that's the same one and there's a like one of the ladies on it's from grass valley yes totally yeah so that is the same one yeah so never mind i have heard of that and i've seen a bunch of it
1: <laughs>
0: yeah it was interesting it was cool to see how they do to survive and like sitting there on the couch and being like that's a stupid thing to do like i would do this
1: <laughs> See, and and that that's why it would be fun to watch with you because I know you've got opinions and ideas and valid ones. Like for me, I, I I wouldn't fucking survive out there. Are you kidding me?
0: Well, yeah, and most of these people seem like they're all pretty well, like they trained for it. Like these aren't like you know random people that like I'm an IT tech by day. Like no, these are guys that have been like training to do wilderness survival for a long time.
1: Yeah, a couple of the people actually like run their own like wilderness survival like courses and training and shit like they are rugged motherfuckers
0: and they spent a shit ton of time out of there too i like i'm not gonna tell you what it was but by the end of it i was like wow that is that is a fucking long time to be alone in the arctic holy yeah shit.
1: i heard something but yeah i don't i don't want any confirmation on was it.
0: like man that is that's that's fucking tough that would be hard especially once you know it starts going into winter i mean winter in the arctic is not forgiving
1: no it's
0: fucking dark and cold and uh Shitty, generally.
1: (laughs) Um, So do you have any other things you're watching on your
0: list? All I watched this last week uh, was The Matrix, because that's what our next episode's on. So (laughs) (laughs) it has wholly consumed all of my uh, media-consuming time. Yeah. That and, uh, and, and, and The Boys, which we already talked about.
1: So to the listeners here, since this episode is actually going to drop tomorrow and we're not going to be recording the matrix until this coming weekend, sorry, in a, in a few days, cause time is relative when we're recording this. Um, if you want to go ahead and find us on the social medias or email at, uh, email geeksploration you can chime in, let us know what you think of the matrix, what it meant to you, what sucks balls about it. I don't know. Just, uh, give us some insight. We'll talk about it. Which on the show. entry
0: was your favorite? There is a correct answer.
1: <laughs> oh, I have a feeling this is going to be like the, like the back to the future argument. Like, I know this one's the best, but I like this one more. <laughs> well, then one more thing to feast your eyes and ears on. This is for the, the not often, uh, touched group in our, uh, on our show here. This is for the choir geeks. The uh, the Vocal Nerds, if you're a choir geek, you know all about this guy and what he does. Uh, it's Eric Whitaker. He does these virtual choirs, and he's been doing it for about, I don't know, I think like 10 years or so, and they've just been getting bigger and bigger. He'll write these pieces. People record their uh, their video and audio and send it into him. Then he's got a team of engineers that compile it, and then they put a cool little visual aspect on it with everybody's videos, and this one had fuck what was it it was like 17,592 people or something like that 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 may that's probably pretty close
0: well it's somewhere between a fuck of a lot and a really big fuck of a lot so yeah it's 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 too much yeah it's a ton of fucking people anyway
1: i mean the the song was three minutes long and then the credits were seven minutes long
0: (laughs) so does he have it like where everyone's singing at the same time because like yeah it would what does that even sound like that's a lot of people
1: it's honestly, I mean, it was gorgeous. It debuted over the weekend. Angelina uh, pulled me down to, to watch it. She started bawling. Like, really? I mean, of course, she's she feels it, you know, like like she she feels it in her bones and in her heart. And uh, I mean, it, it was a gorgeous piece after sitting there and recording her video and doing the audio on it. Yeah, you know, it was nice to hear seventeen thousand people singing on it. <laughs> Honestly, because I I only heard one one part of it. I mean, there's four different parts, but it was just one person singing. And I was and it it doesn't Angelina's got a gorgeous voice, but it doesn't do it justice. You know, it was it was really cool hearing everybody. So Angelina is in it then, huh? She's one oh, of, yeah.
0: one of seventeen thousand people.
1: <laughs> yeah, we found her name on the credits. And I mean, I didn't even attempt to find her little bitty video because they do this cool visual thing where they all like join together and it sort of does like a like a Pangea thing where where all of, where it's sort of like the shape of like continents and it all joins together.
0: Wait, I imagine with 17,000 videos, you could like turn that into an image based on like the background colors. Yeah. You know, like that's a that's a fuck of a lot of images.
1: Yeah, but it's definitely uh something worth checking out. It's uh it's called uh well, it's Eric Whittaker and it's spelled like Wit Aker. Um virtual choir and and the song is Sing Gently. It's a it's a really pretty piece.
0: Neat. what he should do. This is my suggestion for Eric Whittaker.
1: Yeah, if he wants to be successful.
0: Yeah. He should uh he should compose a Mario Brothers piece and and give people not only a part but a background color. And uh, use it to animate, like, the first level of Mario, of, like, Super totally. Mario Brothers with the people's videos. Like, he could totally do that with 17,000 people if he's got that kind of pull.
1: And I mean, and, cool. and I think getting people to do their own background color would be pretty difficult. So he could just have his video team do, a, do an overlay on the videos. I, yeah, I guess he could, yeah. Just, just an opaque green Yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah, either way, if he did that, it would also be cool.
1: Yes. So, <laughs> so, yes. Hit us up, Eric Whitaker. Do it.
0: Um, so, I guess something I watched but wasn't a TV show over the last weekend Oh, um, was, uh, was a comet. Uh, I imagine everybody's heard about it, uh, but uh, the comet Neowise is making its, uh, I don't know what the word for every 6,800 years is, but uh, that's what it is. It hasn't been here for 6,800 years, and it won't be back for that much again. And uh, we set up some tele- a telescope and some binoculars and stood out in the pasture and uh, got a pretty good look at it. It was pretty rad.
1: Yeah, it's really great that you've got some property up in the hills because you can actually see some stars there. There's no light pollution. And, yeah, we, we fully saw that fucking comet.
0: Yeah, like, I don't have, like, a great, like, setup for taking pictures of it or getting anything. Like, my, our telescope's okay. It's not great. But, uh it was uh it was cool. you could see it like I've seen some pictures online of people with like proper photography rigs where they caught some just absolutely phenomenal pictures of it. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, basically anywhere in the continental United States at least, you can see it just below the Big Dipper right after sunset, and then it, it dips below the horizon by about eleven o'clock. so you don't have very long to look at it, but if you've got a good view of the horizon. Uh, you should be able to see it at least up through August, the beginning of August, and then it. Then oh it goes no away. shit!
1: Yeah, because the the best visibility was when we did it on Saturday night, right? Or maybe maybe even Sunday night. Yes. Yeah. Yep.
0: That was kind of the the kind of the peak for where we are when we, when that was. I guess you could see it even better like a couple weeks ago if you got up at like two in the morning, three in the morning.
1: Fuck that! But
0: uh, I did not do that. So um, yeah, it, and it'll start getting less and less bright. Uh, as time goes on, but it'll get higher in the sky. So you'll be able to see it for a little bit longer, but, um, yeah, you should be able to see it through the, the beginning of August, uh, around that time. If you look up at the big dipper, it's like, you know, it would, what looks like four inches below the big dipper <laughs> <From where you laughs> are, is about four where relative
1: inches. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, people that had not shitty eyes like me could see it with the naked eye. Oh I mean, yeah. You can't it's- see it like super well, but you could see it.
0: You could see it. You could see its tail. It's got kind of a uh, an orangey tint to it, and uh, yeah, you could definitely see it through the binoculars and the and the uh, telescope. That was pretty rad.
1: Yeah, I was really glad I could see him through those.
0: So if you've got a good view of the horizon, go uh, go check it out. It it it's neat. Um, it's the brightest comet that we've seen since Hale Bopp back in ninety nine. Was it somewhere around there?
1: I'd believe it. So you're uh, the astronomy nerd. So uh, I I just appreciate the view with you.
0: Yeah. On that note. The, uh, right uh, today, actually, as of the day we're recording, this is the best day to view Saturn this year. So, uh, and that'll continue also through like mid August, you know, Saturn is at its closest approach to us. It's, it's at like a 22 degree angle. So if you've got like a four inch or bigger telescope or know
1: someone that does, um, you should be able to see the rings. Okay. That was going to be my question because something like Saturn Is so fucking far away that like, you know, you can point up in the sky and be like, oh, look, that's that planet. I'm like, I don't really give a shit because I don't I don't see what I know that planet for. I mean, I guess Mars can can appear red. Yeah. But, you know, like if if I'm looking at Saturn, I want to see those fucking rings. If I'm looking at Jupiter, I want to see that fucking spot. So if if somebody's just like, oh, look, that's Saturn, I'm like, I don't give a fuck, but if I can actually see rings, that's badass.
0: Yeah, the t- we've only got a three-inch telescope. You could probably, you know, see the rings uh, in quotes there, but uh, basically it'll be a bright spot with like a little blur around it. If you get like yeah. a four or a six-inch aperture on your telescope, th- then you can actually, if it would like a six-inch, you could probably see. The, you know, the big gap in the rings, you know, so you could see the rings and then there's the, um, the space between like one of the, the big space between the rings, kind of the differentiation of the Galilean something or other or some shit like that. I don't remember what it's called, but you can actually see that even it with, with a good sized telescope on a dark night. So
1: I would like to see that shit sometime. Yeah. I mean, if you go on Facebook and shit, there's people that have like
0: telescope. Par- actually, I don't know if they're having telescope parties right now because of fucking COVID-19 bullshit. So they may not be doing that, but usually there's people that like set up a big telescope and, you know, they say, hey, come out. I can look at this shit because astronomy nerds love sharing cool shit with other people. But yeah, so if you've got access to a decent telescope or know someone that does, check that out. It'll be cool. I'm going to try and look through mine, but I don't expect it to be super successful. Yeah. I looked last year and like you could see it kind of, and you need for like Jupiter's spot, you need like a six inch aperture. You need a good sized telescope for that. So I'll get one of those one day
1: do it. And I'll watch Game of Thrones. So, speaking of things we did, uh, this is kind of a little follow-up to uh, one of our previous episodes, the fast food episode. I went ahead and on your recommendation, went and tried the Big Country Breakfast Burrito at Carl's Jr. Oh, yeah? What'd you think? I was not impressed. Oh, And are you ready for this? I mean, I'm sure you're not surprised by that, because I can be picky. Especially when I have something specific in mind. So, Just as a reminder to everybody, the uh, Country Breakfast Burrito at Taco Bell, and the one that I've made since, had uh, eggs, cheese, like hash brown nuggets, or you can use mini tater tots, uh, sausage, and country gravy. And it is amazing. It's the most amazing breakfast burrito you'll ever have in your life. This is going to sound absurd, but you know what was wrong with the Carl's Jr. one? No. It also had Bacon.
0: Really? And that ruined the experience for you?
1: Huh? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know how ridiculous it sounds, but it threw the flavor balance off and the texture was different and it just, it wasn't what I wanted. It it, it had too much bacon flavor. I think if I wasn't expecting a certain thing, I would have loved that breakfast burrito, but it was so unexpected to me that I, 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 didn't, I didn't know there was bacon. I thought I was just going to get those the, the flavors that I knew just from somewhere else, and it threw it off for me.
0: Well, I got good news for you. I'm pretty sure you can order it without bacon.
1: And that's what I will do the next time I go to Carl's Jr. in like six years. <laughs> I was excited because Angelina's car was in the shop, so I took, her, uh, I took her to work, and on my way back, I was just like, well, fuck. I'm... I'm awake and and out at breakfast time. So do I, it. I, yeah, time to do some fast food breakfast. It's been a while. Well, I guess not from not 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 a while since I had McDonald's, but I, you know, ha- I was driving right by Carl's Jr. to get home and figured I'd try it. Nice. Yeah. And another callback to our fast food episode, Ben. We were talking about automation in fast food restaurants. We did, yes. I just happened to stumble upon a uh article it's also looking for investors but a company called uh Miso Robotics they are looking to make themselves the leader in automated uh restaurant technology they've got they've got this uh multi-purpose robot arm tool that they call Flippy uh, they showed like flipping burgers and shit Course and they they have uh they had things that were like taking fryer baskets out of oil and shit they're talking about the experience of uh going to a restaurant and how you know you you have to keep your cooks safe they were calling the cooks the heroes or the superheroes or something you know and they're like man there's burns every once in a while we, we need to avoid those i'm like oh no you're just you're just putting them out of a job to be honest but it was uh it was really interesting watching this this whole promo video that that uh that was all about Miso Robotics and their uh, their restaurant technology.
0: It's funny that they call the people that they're making obsolete heroes. Yep. <laughs> Try to put a positive spin on that. Like, I don't know, man. Like, no one will ever get burned at a fryer again because no one is there.
1: Yep. I mean, it, it was fun watching that promo because... In my job or even like side gigs, like, like doing little promo videos like that with like twinkly music and, and B-roll and, and people, you know, talking, to, talking up their whole project like it's, you know, a, the greatest thing in the world. And, you know, we need investors. Like, come be a part of this. It was so much fun watching that. Like, it, it, that would have been a fun commercial to make, too. Well, yeah, you get to film Lots some robotics.
0: robots. The robots are cool. I was just hoping yeah. I'd be cool with a robot that made me Miso Soup.
1: <laughs> is good. Yeah, I, th- I thought the uh, the idea was fun and it was a, it was a cute little thing. But as soon as they called the the robot arm flippy, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sold.
0: <laughs> so um, one other thing that I thought that I found that was cool is a humble bundle. I think I've mentioned them before. They do like video game bundles and book bundles and comic bundles and all kinds of different shit.
1: Is it digital?
0: Yeah, it's mostly digital. Yeah, so they do. Um, basically, they put bundles up, and uh, part of the proceeds go to charity. Part of them go to the creators, and part of it goes to Humble Bundle because they gotta they gotta pay their staff. Mm-hmm. And um, man, they have they have some good shit. And uh, right now, they are running a Pathfinder Two bundle for second edition Pathfinder, and uh, it's pretty rad. I'm gonna get it. So basically, for five bucks, you can get the core book an adventure and some character sheets as well as some maps and then some like, uh, stories like, like short stories and stuff in the Pathfinder universe. And, uh, you know, for up to 20 bucks, you can get all that plus the beastry and the campaign setting, the, you know, lost omens world guide and, um, and a lost omens character guide that has like some, you know, some other options for characters and shit. And, uh, Yeah, you get all that shit digitally, you get a whole bunch of stuff, and uh, I haven't played second edition yet, and really want to, and uh, this is going to probably get me to do it as long as I can find some people to play with it. No shit, and how much did you say that was for? Well, for five bucks, you can get the core rule book, character sheets, and an adventure, and then some, like, stories.
1: Yeah, that's fucking nuts. Now, I remember you explaining Pathfinder to me before. Is that the one, like, the offshoot that's, like, more open source it takes off does it take off from like 3.5 yeah
0: yeah so the the original pathfinder was basically 3.5 on steroids where they just added more and more options it's super crunchy so like you're playing 5e right now you know you've got like like 15 or 20 feats to choose from when you get to choose a feat i think pathfinder at the end had like 150 (laughs) like fuck off like almost overwhelming amount but like if you're a min maxer or you like you like crunchy systems where there's you know you could just tweak various little teeny aspects and make the exact character you want. Pathfinder's fucking great for that. And second edition seemed to modernize it because it's based on a you know 3-5, which is a 15 year old system now at this point. And so it modernized combat and they did some cool stuff with initiative changes where it uh it's not just you know you don't have just an initiative role. Um depending on how you get into combat it it kind of alters who gets to go first and shit, depending on
1: your stats. And uh,
0: it 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 looks really cool. And I'm excited to play it. And for five bucks, shit, yeah, why not?
1: Yeah, why the fuck not? Like, even somebody like me who doesn't play uh, role-playing games, like, it would be worth it to do that just to have, in case you, you came upon somebody who was, like, who wanted to play and knew more about it than I did.
0: Yeah, and what I might do, for, for 30 bucks, they'll actually mail you the physical core book,
1: and you get mm-hmm. all the digital stuff.
0: Oh, cool. And the, the book retails for, like, 40 bucks normally. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think you could find it on sale for like 25 occasionally, but but yeah, yeah for like th- yeah, I imagine there's probably some shipping in there, but for, you know, 30, 40 bucks, you can get, you know, for the price of the book where you to buy it at retail, you can get that plus a whole bunch of shit digitally, maps, adventures, books, like, like storybooks, the beastery and some other extended shit. So like, it's pretty cool. If you're looking to, if you've been wanting to give second edition Pathfinder a try, go check out Humble Bundle. It's got 15 days left. And uh, it's a good deal.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of things to uh, to try out, um, I had a couple of recommendations for comic books. Because, uh, as loyal listeners know, we are fans of comic books. And in this time of increased or decreased quarantine wherever you live, you've got some time to read. Go buy some comic books. Um, but I wanted to sing the praises of a couple companies right now. Um one is Allegiance Comics. They they are a a new company that has been selling their stuff in Walmart. Oh, interesting. Uh, they've got little displays at a lot of Walmarts. They've, there's like four or five of them around here. They've got four core titles. Uh there's Red Rooster, Nora's Saga, The Futurist, and Bass Reeves, which is actually based on a real um African American lawman in the old West. Cool. And all of those books, I I read the first issue, they call them like season one, episode one, but they're all, they're oversized comic books. They're like double sized for five bucks a pop. Um, They were all really good. I enjoyed every single one of them. And the second issue's just dropped. They're doing bi-monthly probably since they're such large books. Um, But you get a good chunk of content. You know, like it it feels satisfying after having read one of those.
0: And only a dollar more for a double comic.
1: Yeah. Like that's nice. Let's see. I'm I'm struggling finding all of the number twos because only some of the Walmarts have them out, but so far they are good.
0: That's cool. So is
1: Walmart's the only place they're selling them? Um, they're selling them online, but they are not going into like uh, comic retail shops. That's interesting. I wonder why that's a weird choice. I think they just saw a chance at at something different. You know, Walmart's Walmart's dabbled in the comic books. They they, DC was doing those exclusive oversized things for a while that just got canceled and um, some bundles. But I think they saw an opportunity there. You know, they're like, well, let's get into arguably if it's even arguable. I don't know. The largest chain store. Yeah. Around and let's put out four quality titles and you know there's people like me who are just strolling through they're like wait what comic books here and then all of a sudden it's quality content so I,
0: I imagine that there are a lot of kids at least that uh that's where they get they can get their comics like they go with their parents to walmart and they pick up a comic book uh where their parents may not necessarily take them to a comic shop yeah so they you know i guess there is a market there i read some shit a while ago though about Walmart, like, censoring some of the comics that they have, like, drawing, like, granny panties on some female superheroes so that like and, like, deleting butt cracks and stuff. No shit. Yeah.
1: I, I hadn't heard about that. I'm going to look into that. Yeah. So, yeah, they,
0: you know, if, like, if it's got to be wholesome if it's in Walmart. And, like, yeah, I saw some of the pictures where, like, yeah, they, they you know, standard female superhero, super exaggerated. You can see, you know, they may as well, be, like, if you couldn't, if the color and some of the lines weren't there, they'd look naked. Yeah. And so yeah, they'd like delete the butt crack and make their their you know, the bottom of their superhero Leotard or whatever the fuck that's called, like <laughs> come down below where their butt cheeks would be as opposed to like going up their butt crack.
1: Oh, you gotta send me a link or I'll just Google it. But yeah, that I wanna see that. That's fun. They're, it's like Disney Plus with CGIing Daryl Hannah's hair to cover her ass. Yeah. But yet they left Wolverine's butt. In there on uh, on their days of future past. Well,
0: I mean, how are you going to get rid of Hugh Jackman's butt?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other recommendation I had really quick was uh, uh, I've sung their praises in the past, but Vault Comics—they're the ones that put out uh, Money Shot and Resonant and several other books. They're all sci-fi, but I just read a a book by them uh, that was—it was a first issue called "Bleed Them Dry," which is like a it looks like it takes place in, like, a Blade Runner future world, but it's got, like, vampires and ninjas, apparently. Awesome. And, like, like vampires living in this city is a very normal thing. So, it's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's, it's an interesting setup. There's some murders and a kidnapping, and it, the art's really good, and the story's good.
0: Wicked. Yeah. I read that Doom Patrol trade you gave me. It's not new. Oh, no shit. But it was good. I liked it so wait what'd you say i like oh
1: okay it. i thought you said it wasn't something but it was Oh, it's
0: not new oh yes yeah, there's nothing new about that that trade but it was uh
1: yeah new to you yeah it
0: was new to me and i would like to read more of it
1: well in uh in wrapping up here i've just got a couple corrections from uh from our past episodes uh, you actually brought this to my attention, Ben. That it was not Kareem Abdul Jabbar in Conan the Destroyer. It was Wilt Chamberlain. Yep,
0: and I didn't know that either. I I didn't remember who it was, but uh, when I looked the photo up, I was like, "Oh, that is not Kareem Abdul
1: Jabbar at all." Yeah, it didn't it didn't seem right when I said it because I know I know Cream uh, Abdul Jabbar. What he was in airplane? What Bruce Lee movie was it? Oh, um, uh, the one the one with like the multi yeah where he goes place. up
0: the fucking staircase and goes all the way up to the top of the
1: uh. I should know this. I, I Was it Enter the Dragon? No, no, it was that was his um, other big one. I don't remember. House of Cream Abdul Jabbar. Yes, yes. <laughs> um and then let's see. We got a uh, I got a message from our loyal listener uh Casey Thomas who uh reminded me that that he'd love to be on the show if we ever get around to doing our our video games <laughs> conclusion. And I was like, "Yeah, you know, we'll see." I mean, not not that we don't want to have, have him on the show, but I, it's it, at this point. It's almost like it's almost like a thing that, like, will we ever do it? I, I imagine we will eventually. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. We it, we kind of burnt ourselves out
0: doing this similar topics for like a month and a half. So we'll get back. Yeah. To it, it, it would
1: almost be more entertaining if people were actually clamoring for it. And it's like, yeah, we'll get around to it one day. I'll just be like, hey, Casey, how about you just do it? Just, just yeah, just yeah, you that do it for us. It. <laughs> so we'll put it on. Um, but he let me know because he's got, he's got, uh, the connections at In-N-Out that In-N-Out has, uh, I believe it was nine locations in Utah. And he said, most of the people that work there do go to BYU. So yeah, there you the, go. The, uh, the In-N-Out influence in Utah is there and the Mormon influence at In-N-Out is also there. And then, um, just one last thing to add to my, my list of wacky food stuffs, And I actually just saw this today. Uh that's why it's coming so late after we after we had another episode come out. There was apparently a Mick Hot Dog.
0: Was there anything special about it or was it just a hot dog sold at McDonald's?
1: I'm sure it was just a hot dog sold at McDonald's. I only saw a picture that said Mick Hot Dog, and I was like, oh, it existed, huh? So maybe
0: if they'd like breaded it in the chicken nugget batter.
1: Oh no <laughs> shit. Yeah. And and uh I mean I guess that's just another thing that Burger King was aping off of McDonald's. Because we talked about Burger King's chili dogs. Fuck Burger King. We'll just leave it with yeah. that. All right. Well, thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, find us on the social medias. Facebook, Geek Exploration, the podcast page. Twitter, Geek Explore Pod, and Instagram, Geek Exploration Podcast, where you can email us at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. Do it. Let us know what you think about the Matrix. Yeah. Uh,
0: uh, and, uh, if you enjoyed this episode or any of our others, uh, go give us a review. Um, Podchaser, Apple podcast. Uh, I didn't even check to see if we had any new ones before recording this. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so, uh, if you did, thank you very much. We'll mention it next time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we've got, uh, shirts available at, uh, com, And our theme song, as always, for these at least is, uh, Celebration by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think I think it might have been the Princess Bride episode. I think we forgot to shout out Kevin McLeod. Oh, sorry, Kevin. Our deepest apologies. You <laughs> you you are a uh, gentleman and a scholar, and we appreciate yeah. all your work. You are incomparable. Bye. All right, bye.